What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the TED mini season here on Cinematic Reviews. I'm your host, Chris, and this is the show about all things movies and TV. Twice a week, and sometimes more, I give my thoughts on the newest releases, beloved franchises, and even upcoming projects like Star Wars and Marvel. Today, we continue to talk about the world's favorite teddy bear, Ted, with Ted 2. Ted 2 stars Mark Wahlberg, returning as John Bennett, Amanda Seyfried, who is the newest member of the universe, as Sam, and Seth MacFarlane, returning as the voice of Ted. To get things started, let's talk about some facts. Ted 2 was released on June 26, 2015, and was once again directed by Seth MacFarlane. He, of course, is best known for Family Guy, American Dad, A Million Ways to Die in the West, and The Ted Universe. Ted 2 grossed $215 million off of a $68 million budget. Even though it was received very poorly from both audiences and critics, it was still considered a box office win for Universal Studios. Mila Kunis did not return as Lori because at the time she was pregnant. Originally, it was written that Lori died between the two films, but the idea was considered too depressing, so they went with the divorce route instead. Guy's lover is played by Michael Dorn. He cosplays as Comic-Con as his character from Star Trek Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. This is the first time Mark Wahlberg has appeared in both the original and sequel film. McFarlane's original plot involved John and Ted driving a large shipment of marijuana cross-country, but it was scrapped when Weird and Millers came out in 2013. When Ted calls Johnny for help, the ringtone is the theme of Knight Rider. McFarlane has the same ringtone on his own cell phone. Seven Star Trek actors, including Patrick Stewart, have cameos or major roles in this film. And lastly, McFarlane witnessed Justin Bieber walk out of a screening of the film after Morgan Freeman compares Ted to Bieber. Now, let's get to my thoughts on Ted 2. Like I said in part one, I really do love this franchise, but unfortunately, Ted 2 is missing the magic of the first film. The jokes don't hit as hard, and the Amanda Seafood character is a step down from Mila Kunis as the love interest. I really wish they would have found a way to continue with Laurie instead of Sam. It breaks the universe, honestly, and fans of the show know how much I hate that. Recasting ruins the film and doesn't have that feeling of completeness with it. The thing that I loved so much about the Laurie character in the first Ted film was that she challenged John to be better. She helped him have some character development throughout the film. Sam in Ted 2 is the complete opposite of that. She's just as immature as he is, and that leaves no room for any kind of character growth. On paper, it probably sounds like a great idea for the love interests to have so much in common with the main character, but on screen, it just doesn't work for me. It's poor writing and not interesting at all. The jokes are also let down in the film. Seth MacFarlane uses a similar technique that James Gunn and Taika Waititi do, do with uh, their comedy films. I call it shotgun blast humor. They fill every scene with jokes and hope most of them hit. With Gunn and Taika, they do for the most part, especially in Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok. Those are perfect examples of shotgun blast humor done right. For Ted 2, though, it doesn't work as well. 
there are a lot of great jokes and laugh out loud moments in the film, but not as many as the first head. It was really depressing, to be honest. Now, it may sound like I didn't have any fun with the film, because I did. Like I said, there are still a lot of jokes that hit for me and really fun moments as well. My favorite part would have to be the Comic-Con stuff. With David Hasselhoff showing up and all the cosplayers fighting with each other, it was a really fun scene to watch, especially since I myself have been to a few Comic-Cons. Seeing Doc Brown and Marty from the Back to the Future films fighting each other was so hilarious. Seth MacFarlane also nailed it once again as the voice of Ted. He's one of my favorite movie characters ever, and I'm really excited for his prequel series and uh, hopefully a third film down the road, if he gets the green light from the studio. What's better than a talking teddy bear that just wants to be treated as a person? And I think that is what I really love about Ted too. It tackles a real life serious issue in the world. I think that's perfect for a film like this. Ted fighting for his rights is a very compelling story to follow. You're cheering for him the entire time, even though he isn't the best role model for kids sometimes. Just like the first Ted tackled the issue of growing up and maturity with John Bennett, Ted too explores what it means to be human and how the world treats somebody for being just a little bit different. It's surprising how much you can learn from Ted too if you really realize the message that McFarlane was trying to convey in it. It had the potential of being a great comedy like the first film. It just suffers from what I like to call sequelitis, as well as replacing an important character in the universe, such as a love interest. Now, Amanda Seyfried is a great actress, and she's really fun to watch on screen. I can relate to her character a little bit. She wants to be a great lawyer and do a really good job while also leaving some time for fun, of course. I just don't like the decision of replacing Laurie with Sam. It really breaks the universe for me, which is disappointing because I love this franchise so much. The damage is done, though. If McFarlane does get the chance at a third film, Laurie can't come back because that would just be too much of a messy story. We can only hope that the writing, specifically the jokes themselves, are better done in a third film and with the prequel series that's coming out as well. It needs to have that awesome magic that we got from the first film. Now, I probably relate most with Mark Wahlberg's John Bennett. He's a pop culture nerd that is best friends with a talking teddy bear. That's my dream life. He can be really immature at times, but he has the biggest heart, especially when it comes to Ted. The bond they share is real and so much fun to watch on screen. I see a lot of similarities with friendships and, and with relationships and friendships in my own life, especially with my brothers. I can see my brothers and I going on adventures like this throwing parties, making fun of stupid people, going to Comic-Cons. It's a really relatable friendship that makes it a fun movie to watch. This is one of my favorite Wahlberg roles, and I hope he gets to return as John in a third film down the road. Now, bringing back Donnie was a smart move to connect the two films together, but it wasn't really necessary. I would have been fine with Hasbro being the main antagonist of the film, and then saving Donnie for Ted 3 or Ted 4 or whatever else. He's a really creepy character that can't afford to take a back seat for a couple movies. With Ted being recognized as a person now, Donnie being arrested should stick, especially when he was trying to kidnap him in both films. That's a serious crime. Hopefully, in the script for the Ted 3, McFarlane supposedly has it written already, 
Um, but we're not sure exactly what that script entails as far as plot wise and which characters coming back. Um, Donnie just didn't need to be a main character or just in a character in this film at all. He could have just taken that back seat, like I said. I'd rather have just a reference to him or maybe a short cameo of him in prison or something like that. But that's about it. He didn't need to be the sole villain again in this film for it to work. Now let's take a break with a fun trivia game before diving more into Ted 2 with some segments. So I'll be using the Popcorn Trivia app that I used in previous episodes. So feel free to download the app and play along with me. Just search for TED2 and click to Act 1. That will consist of 10 questions. Now, I haven't seen these questions yet, so I'll be experiencing them firsthand with you. So let's get started. Question 1. What is Ted's last name that he picks? Is it Solo? Balbo? Calrissian or Clubber Lang? It was Ted Clubber Lang, I believe. And that is right. He named it after Mr. T's character in Rocky Three. Question two. What code does Donnie use to indicate he has Ted in his possession? Was it brown bagged, snaggletooth, bear down, or fresh cakes? I believe it was fresh cakes from the toilet stalls. And it was. Fresh cakes. Question three. What company does Donnie work for? Is it Hasbro, Lego, Fisher-Price, or Mattel? I believe it was Hasbro. And it was Hasbro. They were the creators of the Ted Teddy Bear. Next question. What television show, Marathon, is Sam Jones excited to watch? Sanford and Son, Mama's Family, Sister, Sister, Different Strokes. This is a good question. I'm ooh. I'm gonna go with different strokes. Can't remember. This scene is a blank, and that was wrong. Let's go with Sanford and Son. Nope. So it's either Mama's Family or Sister Sister. We're gonna go with Sister Sister, and that was right. I should have known that. That's that's a scene that always just gets erased from my mind when they talk about that. Question five. Which of these four scenes is Ride With Me played? And as you know, I have a hard time with these music to scene questions. So we're going to give it a world. Is it the scene when they're in a the car? When John gives baby Ted his little own teddy bear? Comic Con? Or is it the shootout? I'm going to go with when they're in the car. That makes the most sense. And that was right. It's when they're in a the car to go find a lawyer. Question six. Which football player do John and Ted try to steal sperm from? Is it Tim Tebow, Tom Brady, Brett Favre, or Penny Manning? I believe it was Tom Brady. And it was Tom Brady. Fun fact, Tom Brady is a Wahlberg's favorite player, I believe, because he's a huge Patriots fan. Next question. Who does Sam almost hit with her car when the group drives into New York? Is it Hellboy? A group of Star Wars characters, Dustin Hoffman, or Flash Gordon. I believe it was the Star Wars characters because they have that fun and hilarious argument about Star Wars and Star Trek. And that was right. 
It was Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Vader, and a Stormtrooper. Question eight. Where do Ted, John, and Samantha stop to eat on their way to New York? Is it Boston Diner, Mill Bond Diner, Zena's Bar and Grill, or Finger Lakes Diner? This is a ooh, this is a tough question because I don't I don't even have an answer to this one. This was uh I didn't even recognize this. Let's go with Boston Diner. I think Wahlberg's from Boston, so that sounds right. Nope. Dina's Bar and Grill. No, I believe it was a diner. So it's got to be either Finger Lakes Diner or Mill Pond Diner. I'm going to go with Finger Lakes Diner. That is wrong. So it's got to be Mill Pond. It was Mill Pond Diner. Shoot. Question nine. Who plays Guy? Is it Dorn? Uh, or... Let's see here. And it's Patrick Walburton. So that would be the bottom left picture. And it was Patrick Walburton as Guy. And the last question. Whose invitation to an after-hours party does John turn down because he isn't ready to get involved in another relationship? Is it Amanda Seyfried? Or the bartender from the beginning of the film? It was the bartender. And I'm drawing a blank on her name. It was Allison. That was her name. It was Allison from the bar. All right, so I got a couple wrong. So I got 84 out of 100. But feel free to share your score on all the Cinematic Review social media pages. And I'm looking forward to the conversations and the talks that come out of those, as long as others' discussions on there. Feel free to reach out to Cinematic Reviews through those pages. Now, let's get back to my thoughts on TED2 with some fun segments. So I came out with four segments this time around. Favorite quotes, laugh out loud moments, some negatives, and celebrity appearances. So first up, laugh out moments. Liam Neeson buying the box of Twix. I absolutely love that Liam said fuck it and sacrificed some of his time to do a cameo in this film. It's such a funny scene in the supermarket. It's even more funny in the end credit scene, if you do watch it, when he returns to the store to uh, give back the box of cereal because he got beat up for taking Twix. It's so funny. Ted finding Tom John's porn stash on his computer. I just laughed really hard at this scene. The reaction on Ted's face to all the varieties of porn on John's computer is priceless. Next, I have John and Ted trying to steal Tom Brady's sperm. Like Liam Neeson, I love that Tom Brady took some time out of his schedule to make a cameo in this. I know Wahlberg, like I said during the trivia game, is a huge Patriots fan and a Tom Brady's fan. So it was fun to see them on screen together. Next is the donor storage scene at the sperm bank. It's a really gross scene, but I always laugh really hard at it every time I watch it because it's just a ridiculous scene. Uh, then Sam and Ted helping John get home after smoking too much weed. Wahlberg is just hilarious in these scenes. I love him hugging the wall and crying out in fear. It's so fucking funny. Uh, and then the next scene is the first trial. This is another hilarious scene. John Slattery as a prosecutor was such a great choice. He's he's such an awesome actor. And I love all the back and forth between the judge and Ted. It's so good. Especially Ted when he's singing this soul song to get um, the judge's good graces and they high five 
it's comedy gold right there. Then I have John throwing the guitar at Ted. That's it's just an, another hilarious scene that gets me every time. Now for the, probably my favorite, then the New York Comic Con stuff. I'm a giant nerd, so seeing Comic Con in a movie is like candy to me. John and Ted are pop culture nerds like me, so it makes sense to have them travel to a Comic Con in this movie. All the cosplaying was great as well. Guy and his boyfriend dressing up to prank people is also hilarious. I love that guy was the tick because I believe he played the tick in, uh, in some kind of series uh, back in the day. So that was a really cool nod. And then finally, Ted throwing the diaper at John at the end. I just laughed really hard at this because of Wahlberg's reaction. I mean, it's all voiceover work, but it's still really funny. Next segment is uh, favorite quotes. First one I have is, holy shit, perfect spiral. And then, what's a 317? And then the other officer replied, someone is trying to steal Tom Brady's jizz again. I love that they have an actual police code specifically for that situation. It's ridiculous, but it makes me laugh every time. Uh, in the eyes of the state, you are not a person. You are classified as property. I thought this was just a really depressing line to hear, and it kind of sets the tone for... Uh, it's, a, it's a serious tone in a comedy, which was pretty good as far as a writing standpoint. Next quote. Wow, you make history come alive. I just laugh every time Ted says this to the fellow, his co-worker when she's talking about slavery. It's just a funny way reaction to it. And then one of the and then the next quotes from the trial scene. John, I believe it was John says, you no, it was Ted says erection. And then John says sustained in the handshake. It just a lot, it gets me every time. And then Ted gets a turn to uh, come up to the stand. And then his he quotes, yes, my turn, assholes. And he starts running. It's just another line that cracks me up. Um, another quote is from Wahlberg. I'm sorry, Pot. I, this was when they were uh, driving through the weed field that they found. And they're crashing into the pot. And he feels so bad for running it over. The next quote, I believe I want to sleep on a bed of your voice. This is one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. This is how everyone, I think, feels whenever Morgan Freeman talks. And then lastly, this is probably the one that the line that makes me laugh the most. They're, this is at the Comic-Con and they're announcing Superman. So the announcer goes, and the new Superman is Jonah Hill. And then John just yells, fuck. It's so funny. Next segment is uh, some negatives I had with the film. The first one I have is it suffers from what I call sequelitis, like I said at the beginning of the episode. It's just a real major issue of the film, like a lot of sequels, honestly. It's just missing the magic of what made the first film so special. And then the next one, of course, is the poor love interest, Sam versus Lori. I just really prefer Laurie over Sam as John's love interest. Nothing personal against Amanda Seyfried, of course. I just, I think Laurie was a better written character who challenged him in the in the first film and created some room for a lot of character growth throughout the film. The next one I have is John faking his death. This is just a really stupid joke that wouldn't work in real life and didn't really need to be in the movie. Although I understand that it was meant to be a callback to the first film when uh, Ted fakes being mentally handicapped when he comes back to life. It just, the joke went too far. And honestly, 
Sam would have broken up with him or wouldn't even dated him if that actually happened. You know, that's just that's a really fucked up thing to do. They should have just made him come out faking being handicapped like Ted did in the first film. That would have made a way more sense and it wouldn't have taken it to this dark tone at the end. And then lastly, it's the humor doesn't hit as hard. The shotgun blast humor that I talked about also at the beginning of the episode, it just doesn't work. It works in some movies if you do it right, like James Gunn and Taika do. But this one, McFarlane just didn't pull it off quite as well as I think. I laughed really hard during some of the jokes, but it's a very small percentage of the jokes that I laughed. It's A lot of them just don't hit, and it's too many, actually, that don't hit. And it kind of pulls this movie down. And does, doesn't make it as special as the first one. Because the first one, a lot of those jokes did hit for me. And then the last segment is all the celebrity appearances. So we're just going to go down the list. And there is a lot of them, honestly. So we have, of course, Sam Jones returning. Patrick Walburton is returning again. And then we get Liam Neeson showing up in the supermarket. Morgan Freeman, who was apparently only in this for the money, according to my research. But he was still great to see. Then we have appearances by both Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel on their shows. David Hasselhoff, which is only in the unrated version, I believe. It's a, it's a deleted scene in the other versions. Uh, but that was a really cool scene for him to show up at Comic-Con with uh, the kick car. Then we have Jay Leno, who was the weird guy from the bar who was hunting money for blowjobs. Tom Brady, of course, shows up. John Slattery is a prosecutor. And then we get that SNL scene with Kate McKinnon, Bobby Monaghan, and Taron Killen. And then, of course, Patrick Stewart as the narrator once again for the both for the beginning of both films. Now, I might have sounded really down on Ted, too, but I still had a lot of fun watching it. I just really love the first Ted, that, and it's just disappointing that his sequel wasn't as good. I always enjoy revisiting this franchise, and I'm really looking forward to the prequel series that is rumored to come out sometime this year on Peacock, I believe. And then hopefully McFarlane gets a chance at a third film if Universal does greenlight it. I hope I have I hope that for the franchise I had high hopes, but Ted 2 was a setback, which is rather common with many sequels. I mean, you have Kick-Ass 2, Wrath of the Titans, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. There's countless examples out there of sequels that just simply killed the franchises. Ted is another one of those that to add to the ever-growing list of failed sequels that basically killed those franchises. But I do hope that this prequel series kind of redeems the franchise for McFarlane, and then the studio can kind of look at it, take a second look, and say, hey, why don't you make a third film and kind of continue the story? Because there's such a big fan base, which I think there there is a decent amount of fans that do enjoy these movies, such as myself. But to end the episode, let's talk more about how I rank the Ted universe. Spoiler alert, Ted 2 is probably going to be last. So unfortunately, as you can probably guess, Ted 2 remains the weakest of the Ted films in my mind. I give it a solid three stars out of five. I always have so much fun watching it, but it just misses the magic of the first film. 
The jokes didn't hit as hard. The love interest just didn't do it for me. And the return of Donnie was just stupid and unnecessary, even though it did connect the two films together. Like I said, it suffers from a simple case of sequelitis. But I'm hoping McFarlane gets to redeem himself with the upcoming prequel series, and then hopefully a third film down the line if Universal does greenlight it. Ted was a terrific idea that I hope gets redeemed with this upcoming prequel series, and I'm sure cinematic reviews will most likely do a reaction uh, once that series drops on Peacock. But until then, you can find this ranking, along with many others, on both IMDb and Otherbox. Just search for cinematic reviews. Well, that'll do it for the TED mini season here on Cinematic Reviews. The next mini season will be the two kick-ass films. So be on the lookout for those bonus episodes coming out in the coming weeks. Also, join me every week for new release Monday and the Mission Impossible season. The Rogue Nation episode just dropped earlier today. So check that one out along with the rest of the season if you haven't already. Later, guys.